Real quick before we start the show, just wanted to let you guys know you can get the show two days early by joining our Patreon. Even for a buck, you can listen to the show two days early. Go to patreon.com slash analog talk and we got a bunch of stuff over there. Check it out and uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Tim. And on today's show, we have Rafael Hernandez. Hi, Rafael. Hey. Hi. Hello. <laughs> First of all, I'd like to officially thank you and Mr. Chris Visser for photographing my wedding on such short notice. (laughs) That was Um, such a blast. You guys came through. Um, The person we booked was, I mean, our wedding kind of happened sort of, sort of last minute. It's a story. But uh, I text you guys like on a Tuesday that are you guys free on Sunday (laughs) (laughs) evening from about uh, four to maybe nine o'clock. I I need two photographers and you guys came and did a phenomenal job. I love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so happy to have done that. Yeah. And, and you were my second uh, wedding that specifically requested film. So. Oh yes. It was, yes, it, yes. That yes. was that was a blast for me. I was like, yes, you're trusting me to do this. I'm so there. <laughs> yeah. It was it was yeah. amazing. But anyway, do you mind introducing yourself to our listeners who might not know who you are and give us a background on how you got into photography? Yeah, totally. So I think I can trace this back to a story uh, about my brother who took a photography class in high school. Mm. He's about seven years older than me. So I was in elementary school at the time. And uh, for one of his assignments, he goes, hey, can you just hold down the shutter button for me? And I go, yeah, sure. And then I asked him like, so what does this do? And he goes, oh, it's like a long exposure, multiple exposure kind of thing. And I was like, oh, show it to me when you, you know, develop your film and whatever. And he goes, okay. And a few days later, he comes home with a print and I was just like whoa what is this sorcery like this is amazing and it's like if you can picture it's like a portrait of his face and then he lit up his hands with a flashlight in different parts of the frame Mm -hmm. and it's like it's like what is this wow and ever like ever since then I caught the bug of I want to know how Mm. photography works like I want to know everything, like any information I get my hands on. And so I pretty much was driven by wanting to learn how to do things. And yeah, that's that's how I got started. I love hearing because I know you as like a photographer friend, you know, mm-hmm. we, we, we talk about our cameras and the film and this and that to like think about you before that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That's crazy yeah. to think about that. Yeah. There was a time I mean, that before photo- I guess we all have that. But oh, yeah, totally. I mean, that's like my like origin story. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, pretty much what happened after that was I went to the same high school. I took the same photo class with the same photography teacher. Shout out Paola Prato. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my all-time favorite teachers. Um, she uh, graduated from CalArts, and I didn't know you could go to art school, let alone to, just a school for photography for college. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. So it was the only school I applied to. Luckily got in. Wow. Yeah. Did my undergrad. <laughs> yeah, I did my undergrad, and I graduated in 2011 with a BFA in photo. And I was freelancing for the school for about three years. And I ended up there as the school photographer 
for the last seven years. So for the last three years, I've been teaching as a guest artist. I taught a studio lighting class and a medium format and lighting class, which is, that was my absolute favorite class to take as a student. So getting to teach it was such a blast. Wow. And yeah, we shoot like strobes, outdoors, indoor studio, uh, Mamiya RB67, Pentax 67, Hasselblad 500CM, like we have wow. all that gear available. Dude, it's amazing. Ugh. Yeah. That's like my favorite work perk, actually. It's yeah, like I get to yeah. play with all these cameras that I don't own. But um, yeah, it's it's such a blast. And I, I'd say that teaching all this stuff has been like the most rewarding part mm, of I my bet. career so far. I bet. Yeah. Just the fact, just hearing that makes me feel so good because, you know, you always hear like, well, I mean, not recently, but previous to the last couple of years, you know, film is mm-hmm. dead, film is dead, film mm-hmm. is dying. Why do you shoot film? And just hearing <laughs> that like you're, teaching the younger people about this mm-hmm. which means you know it's like planting a seed you plant yeah. the seed it grows then there's like tomatoes on the plant and then you know yeah. just like i just love hearing that that it's growing that it's still going oh my people God. are still I learning mean, there's a, yeah there's a huge boom i mean the last three four years yeah i've yeah. noticed a lot more people in the dark room in the lab mm-hmm. processing film you know checking out analog cameras asking so many questions and I mean, I did a lighting class with a digital camera, mm. and then I did the lighting class with the analog camera, and I noticed a huge difference in participation, mm. engagement, mm-hmm. and they're just like, there's there's a little more risk there because oh, you yeah. don't know what it looks like right away, and so you're more invested, and it's amazing. Does CalArts have any like uh, like adult education classes? Like, is this something... <laughs> Just because, like, I mean, I went to photo school, but it's been years. And I remember we learned on film cameras, but then Mm -hmm. I spent years shooting stuff in the studio on in, on digital like i probably could go back in and re reteach myself and but i just like wonder it's, it's it seems like such a resource that mm. that would be cool if they offered like something like that for digital photographers who are looking to maybe add film to their repertoire and like would love studio stuff yeah i mean that would be rad i think um currently they just started doing summer session stuff mm. and I think it's more for like students sure. and prospective students and that kind of thing. But I know Art Center does classes and they do like night classes and um, summer classes. I don't know if they have any analog offerings, mm. but I know um, Glendale Community College has a great lab. They have classes available in analog and yeah, I'm not entirely sure now because, you know, post-COVID sure. stuff, I yeah. don't know who's still got what in their program, but if I hear anything, I'll let you know. Yeah, just a thought, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. You're always welcome to hang out with me and just like I was like, just going to say that. Or I was that. Just or that. Say I'll like, do that. <laughs> I mean, you live 15 minutes from me. Like, sure. we're neighbors now, right, practically. Right. So, like, we can hang and you can just pick my brain. I love to share, yeah, honestly. That's awesome. It keeps me sharp. Man, it's great. It just It just makes me think of the first time we met you at our LA meetup. You had mm-hmm. the Pentax 6-7 <laughs> with the big flash and you were, it was just like, <laughs> Dude, this is this guy knows what's up. Like I'm yeah. stoked right now. <laughs> oh man, yeah that that thing. I love that thing. And then Chris, you said that you wanted one, and I was like, here, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. play with it, please. <laughs> I love handing people my cameras, like especially when they're like, oh, I've always wanted one of these. I'm like, here, check it out. They're like, are you uh-huh. sure? I'm like, yeah. That's like play the uh, the uh, ultimate. Like, well, now now it's you. You have to get one. You know, yep. what you have yep. in your hands. Basically, 
Basically, yeah. I mean, I feel like、um, Visser and I have been like pushing people—not pushing people, but influencing people a little bit. Like, here, check this out. How do you like it? And then they get one. Oh yeah,、yep. Chris is the worst. He's the worst influence. <laughs> he is. He is. It's terrible. I mean, he's. He's、In、the, the reason、way. I have, yeah, of course, of course. He's the reason I have a Leica because、mm-hmm. I wanted one for so long, and we talked and we talked, and then he goes, "Just do it, just do it." Yeah,、uh-huh. little voice. It's like just do it. And I was like, okay, and he just pushed me over the edge. Yeah, when I was about to buy mine, he was like, "Well, I have a lens I can sell you for cheap." I was like, "All right, <laughs> <laughs> done deal. I got to get this camera now." Oh my god, dude, he got he got me the worst out of all of you. He sent me the damn thing and was like, "I know, <laughs> I know, he's not sending it back." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the funny thing was,、um, Chris and I were looking at the same M4. Oh, oh that's and, right. And, I, and we both messaged the guy. That's and, funny.、Uh, I love as that. As soon as I found out, yeah, as soon as I found out,、uh, Chris was,、um, you know, putting a bid on it. I was like, okay, I'll back away from this <laughs> one. I'll find another one later. I knew it was your dream camera. I was、yeah. like, I don't want to get in between you and the camera. It's fine. But I remember I was like mortified. I was like, oh no! And you're like, no, it's all good. Yeah, and then you、totally. ended up with your M6, so it all worked exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah, it took me like what another three months to find this one, but it was worth it. Oh my god! I just remember listening to your、um, podcast episode. I think it was like the New Year's one where you were both talking about your life. Oh yeah, like, yeah. And little did I know that January fourth, I would find mine. <laughs> yeah, days like, away. So soon after. <laughs> yeah. yeah, days away. Exactly. So I was like, this this worked out. Oh,、uh, I love it. Yeah, but.、Um, Yeah, I mean, there's the, another little story I have as far as how I got into analog photography. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I originally started with analog photography in high school. Once I hit my senior year, I started doing yearbook, and that's when I started shifting to digital. And so for a few years after that, I I went full digital because. At the time, I was a broke college student. Yeah, was, you know, cheaper. <laughs> yeah.、Um, oh my god, I would. I still regret that because man, pack film was available back then.、Oh, like, all、goodness. kinds of other stuff、yeah. like Portra VC and NC and whatnot. Yeah. Anyway, so I missed <laughs> out on a few years of that. So up until 2017, I was still shooting a bunch of digital stuff for work. And for my personal work, and I was starting to feel like, okay, this all feels the same. Like I'm sitting down on my desk editing for work,、mm. and then on the weekend, I'm sitting down editing my personal stuff. And it just, I wanted a different experience. Yeah. So one day I was at the Getty on an assignment for CalArts, and I bumped into my high school photo teacher there. At、oh. this art event at night, and we're looking through the、um, the gallery, the photo、uh, space at the Getty, and I'm standing in awe in this massive mural print, and it's like a square print, so I knew it was medium format, you know.、Mm-hmm. And I was like brought to tears because I was thinking, I don't think any of my digital work could ever、mm. have the presence、oh, wow. that this image has, this、yeah. print, this actual darkroom print has. And I just like I just teared up,、mm. and then she, and she walks up to me. She goes, "Hey, you okay? What's what's wrong?" And I was like, "I I want to shoot film again because like look at this, like、yeah. this is alive, you know, like like I can feel it." And she goes, "Well, I have an old camera sitting in in the in the storage room in the classroom. Like it doesn't belong to me. It belonged to her predecessor." And she goes, "Let me ask him if he can part with it, and I'll give it to you." And I was like, "No way!" And she goes, "Yeah, yeah." So I get a call like a few days later, and she goes, "Hey,、uh, you want to come pick up this camera? It's a、uh, Mamiya C330." And I'm like, 
oh yeah, sure, I'm totally there. And so I pick it up and I go on a deep dive on YouTube and that's how I found Matt Day. Yep. Mm. <laughs> and that's how I found uh, Eduardo. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. And I just started shooting with this thing. And the, the thing that did it for me was I took a trip to Japan for New Year's. I brought, I think like two digital cameras with a few lenses and the, the Mia. I only got to shoot one roll with the Mamiya, mm. and I came back with like I don't know eighty gigabytes of digital yeah, footage. Yeah, yep. yeah. Uh -huh. It's been it's been a few years now, and I still haven't gone back to look at those photos. But I absolutely love the one roll I shot yep. with the Mamiya, yeah. and that did it for me. As soon as I saw those images, I was like, "Oh man, I should have shot more film." But also, I was like, "This is the experience I want." Yeah. yeah. You learn your lesson the hard way, unfortunately, but... Yeah, pretty much. So now it's like I took a trip for my birthday in 2019, and I only brought my Pentax 67 and an Olympus XA. Yeah. Analog only. Yep. And oh my God, let me tell you, the photos I got, I was like, oof, they're precious to me. Yeah. I yep. absolutely love them. Yeah, it's a, I don't. I only bring film cameras on trips now. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I'm not sure when that switch happened. It probably was right around the time I moved here because I used to. I remember my first trip to California. I wasn't mm -hmm. shooting film at all, and I shot everything on my like what I have my 40D. I think I had my Canon 40D. Mm -hmm. Don't know where those photos are. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah, there's a hard drive there's sitting a hard somewhere. Drive somewhere. With, exactly. Yeah. Man. I mean. I, I, I keep telling myself, yeah, I'm going to go back and look at these photos. I never do. But, like, it's easy for me to grab one of my binders and look through mm -hmm. my nags. And it's like, I know, um, I mean, I have a ton of photos saved on my phone. I have a folder specifically for my uh, film scans. As soon as I'm done scanning, they go straight to my phone. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I have, let's see, 4,673 <laughs> yep. film scans sitting on my phone. And this goes back to... Uh, May 2018. Wow. I've been trying to like reorganize because I've I've lost some rolls of film, unfortunately. Mm. Um, I spent like two hours the other night. It was probably a couple weeks ago at this point, like trying to organize by date and by camera. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And now the hard drive is pro giving me problems and like won't mount to oh, my computer. No. Oh, no. But I have I have it all. It's just it was getting to be organized was the problem. And yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Cool. I have to do start over, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you have your next still, right? Yeah. 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 You can digitize. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. It makes it real easy, and I've been doing it probably since the beginning, of just get yourself a couple binders, put mm -hmm. a piece of tape on it that says 2017 to 2018, 35 yeah. millimeter, and then you just... You know, that you, you label the print file, the date, the role, the this, the that, any important photos that you know are on there. I always do that. Yeah. And like anytime I think of it, I, I have to do a video on that actually. Yeah, I, I was just going to say. Yeah. I would love to, because that all sounds good, but I know like I, the way I was doing like halfway through, I was like, I don't think this is that good because I was doing it by camera, but I'm like, how am I ever going to remember? Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. like but because then and it, you i always do too like i'll give the print file like a specific number and then i'll name the folder on the computer that number yeah. so That's if i need system. to if i need to find it it's just you know i have ten thousand negatives or something over here i shoot mm -hmm. I'm, a, yeah. I'm a monster when it comes to to this stuff i just yeah <laughs> i can't i always have like 30 rolls sitting waiting to be developed all the time i just 
I'm a, I'm an addict when it comes to film, film <laughs> and photography. It's, yeah, and it's, is it mostly 35 that you shoot? Yeah, yeah, mostly a lot of 35. I do have probably, I, I think I'm going to do them this Sunday with our developing thing. I have about mm-hmm. five or six rolls of 120 that need to be done, but most of the time it's 35, just because it's always with me. The 35 is yeah. always with me. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like, I think up until a year and a half ago, I was really good about naming it by whatever I did, you yeah. know, wherever mm-hmm. I went or something like that. Gave it a date and the camera and the film stock just in case. Yep. Right. And that was it. That was the extent of it. But like a year and a half ago, I just stopped. Mm-hmm. And I have a tote bag in, in this closet <laughs> back here full of boxes and bags and stuff that I got from the lab. And I'm like, I'll get to it. That's uh-huh. where I'm at. And I'm like, I don't want to go. I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and like the darkroom lab is great because they have their online you can like archive with them oh so cool, cool you pay like a, a, a fee um so i have like all their envelopes yeah it's just a mess anyway yeah i mean as far as my workflow goes like i'll more recently i started letting the lab do my scans and stuff mm-hmm. but before it was like i would process myself yep scan myself then sleeve it name mm-hmm. it throw it in a binder now it's like for instance, these last few rolls, I processed only at 35M down the street from yep. me. And it's like an hour or two. And I go pick it up and I come home and scan them right away because <laughs> I was so excited. They're uh-huh. from my trip. So yeah. I wanted to see them. And um, what I do is because I'm on PC, I no longer have AirDrop. Oh. And so I edit everything and throw it on uh, Dropbox. Yeah. And then yeah. I download it on my phone, mm-hmm. but it's also backed up on Dropbox. Yeah. So that's like a, you know, incorporating any kind of like cloud service to your crucial these days. Yeah. 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 And then you always have access to it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, see, I didn't even think of that. I forget that most people don't develop everything at home like I do. So mm-hmm. that does make it a lot easier and gives you kind of a, a push to make sure that you get it labeled and, and saved properly right away. Because, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. if I'm getting it processed, scanned, and then dropped over to me, the last thing I'm going to worry about is putting the negatives away. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. who cares? Yeah. the last yeah. thing you worry about. I would probably Definitely. have shoebox fulls, full film, too, if I if I was in that situation. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the boat I'm in right now. I'm just like, I don't want to touch it. Uh-huh. And then the other thing is, like, I want to try uh, DSLR scanning. So I'm like, well, mm-hmm. they're not cut. So I don't want to touch those in case yeah. I do yeah, switch yeah. and I want to try it. But that's like the kind of excuse of like maybe why I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good excuse. Yeah, it's, it's a good that's excuse. That's a good excuse. Yeah. So are you who's teaching the darkroom classes over there? Is there darkroom classes at CalArts or is it? Yeah. So um, there's a darkroom class taught by um, Alejandro Sanchez who went to CalArts as an MFA at the same time that I was getting my undergrad. He's cool. an amazing instructor. You guys should have him on the show because he's awesome. Oh, yeah. He does this, yeah. He does this series where he's um, at a roller a roller rink uh, on roller skates uh, with like, a, you know, those like small uh, four by five cameras that you zone focus and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like his work is amazing. And I'm just like, how do you how do you shoot that thing? Yeah. While on roller skates uh, and people move in. I don't know. It's wild. But he's the one teaching that stuff. Um, do you get yeah. to do you get to partake? I mean, I get to. Fo- OK, so this is the one perk that i love about my job <laughs> is i get to i get to go photograph classes Ooh. and if i 
And if I'm enjoying it, I just sit in and I just like kind yes. of, you know, audit oh, it. Um, so I get to partake in some of them and, we, you know, we are allowed to audit some classes if, you know, it doesn't clash with our schedule. Um, so I sat in a few lectures and things every here and there. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I would I be, mean, ugh. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly like this last year hurt so much because it was the first year that I wasn't on campus mm. ever since I started. I, I started going to CalArts as a high school student. There's wow. um there's a Saturday class uh, for photography for um, high school students that was free, which was amazing. Wow, it's called so the, good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's called the the CAP program, and they offer uh, youth classes around Los Angeles for free of charge, um, arts education, just to you know get it out there mm. because. LAUSD is like cutting funding every year and there aren't as many art programs in schools, you know, already. So they basically fill that gap and um, provide arts education around LA. And I mean, a lot of students have gone through that path and then ended up at CalArts or other institutions um, and and continue their art practice. It's kind of amazing, actually. That's... Yeah, thanks for sharing too, because... Oh, yeah, totally. You know. I mean, I, I, so I, check this out. I was a student for three years. <laughs> and then when I was um, getting my undergrad, I was a student instructor for three years. So I got wow. to help teach that class. And yeah, it's like, I don't know, that's where I caught the bug for teaching, to be honest with you. It was like so much fun to see um, these students like pick up, you know, darkroom photography. Yeah. And then eventually end up in their undergrad at CalArts. Like, I, I've been there long enough to see people God. go through and get their degrees and stuff. I could only imagine that. Yeah. So, do you yeah. do you think... for well, Two questions. One, yeah. how, is, how was this year for you? Were you doing remote teaching over Zoom and stuff? So, I didn't this year, okay. unfortunately, because my class is so hands-on. Oh, right. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's it's studio lighting right, with, right, right. like, cameras and stuff. So, I skipped this year. So, this is the first year that I didn't teach. And that was also like a bummer for me because I I mean, I love it so much. And the last class that I taught was January of 2020. (sighs) So just before the cut of like, we're we're going remote. And oh my God, I I can't tell you how much fun we had. Like, it was such a blast. Yeah. I'll share some of those photos with you. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah. Second question is, do you think you'll you'll do this for for forever do you do you always like do do you see yourself as like i want to definitely keep teaching as part of my job or do you think you'll do this for now until until you do photography full-time or where are you at so so i do photography full-time yeah the teaching is kind of the part-time the side Ah, okay but i mean for me ideally like i would love to transfer and do uh, teaching full-time yeah Mm. the thing holding me back is i don't have an mfa right and so Trying to find time mm-hmm. to go do that, to take two years off and go do yeah, that. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm trying, I'm really trying to figure that out, like if it's a possibility or if maybe I can skip that step, maybe, yeah, I don't know, yeah. which would be cool too. But like, personally, I want the MFA, like I want to uh, learn more. I, I really, I'm always seeking knowledge mm-hmm. as far as photography goes. So like I mentioned earlier, I was interested in the how when I started. And I think over the years, especially in more, most recently, I've been more interested in the why, mm. why we do things, yeah. why people photograph certain yeah. things and, and the motivation there and what they're trying to share. And so I think that going back to school would serve 
me, you know, really well as far as like being more informed on why and um, being able to read the work that's out there and, you know, kind of relate to it more, but also as a tool to further teach. Yeah, man, I would just love, love that. Like, cause I, 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 I'm a lot like that too with with learning. Like I'm just a sponge, you know. Mm. I'll any yeah. any free time I get, I'm trying to use it to, you know, learn about photography or learn about a new photographer or mm-hmm. what's coming out, what's doing. I mean, that's just like I I love that, and I just sharing that passion with kids too is oh is just God, mind yeah. blowing. Like I because I did a little I did a little meetup thing in Nashville when I lived there. I had about mm-hmm. I think it was like. 12 kids yeah got them cameras and film and taught them about the exposure triangle and just the basics yeah. you know it was just like oh, yeah, totally. basically just go have fun and i'll tell you what that that one time i did that like is still just in my heart you know oh like my God. Yeah. it was so rewarding that. and just i it was it's something that once once we get back to normal like i would love to start doing again because th- yeah i mean something that somebody mentioned to me was like hey why don't you do workshops yeah LA? yeah, like, yeah. people yeah. want to learn this stuff and i'm like yeah and i just started thinking about it right before you know COVID hit and i was like oh i guess i'll put that off for later but yeah. <laughs> you know that, that may be something in the horizon that i could also kind of offer um but courtney coles your your former yeah. guest courtney. so she mm-hmm. went to cal arts mm-hmm. we go back we were friends on Flickr, like when we were i think late high school early college and we only knew each other online up until a mutual friend of ours hosted uh, a New Year's party. And that's where we met hmm. in like, I think it was like 2011, 2012. And we've been friends ever since. And so she ended up at CalArts while I was working there. And so I kind of vicariously lived through her MFA experience. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Right? <laughs> so like I, I documented her time at CalArts. So I have like a bunch of photos, um, both film and digital of just her time there and her cohort, which were all lovely, amazing Mm -hmm. artists. And yeah, I mean, like that pretty much also kind of, you know, the bug bit me and I was like, Mm -hmm. I want to do that. I want it. I want that experience. Like it looks so much fun, but also like rewarding and the the knowledge that she gained. Like I saw it, you know, I saw the growth and I want that for myself. I totally do. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, I think you should find a way to do it. I feel like, yeah. 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 I mean, I've been trying to make work in the last two years so that I could put a portfolio together mm. to apply to grad school to see if I would get in or to see what kind of offers I would get. Um, so I think for the next round of, you know, applications uh, at the end of this year, I think I might actually do it. I'm That's, putting it out yes. there yes. so yes. that I would actually do it. But I think I'm going to do it just to see if it's a possibility. Like, you never know. Yeah, Dude, You never know until you try. It's always I, worth trying, man. I, yeah. I talked about my experience with photo school a million times on this show. So mm-hmm. sorry if this is old. You went to but, photo school? I didn't. Yeah. What? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> but it was just such joking. a different program. Like, it was 10 yeah, months. Yeah. It was, I was very young. It was over before I knew it, you know. I'm very jealous of, like, the whole, like... Four years of school. I mean, same here. Like, I didn't really have the 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 college experience, regardless. But like, also to have that and have it be like w- with film. Like, I talk to AJ Holmes all the time about his pe- professors and stuff, and I'm just like, my professors were all great, but it was so fast, you know. Like, 
Yeah, 10 months is, I mean, just months. think yeah. about 10 yeah. months. Yeah, that's was why. It, was it 10 months straight with no breaks? Or was, like, how did it work? It was, we started in the beginning of September. We must have had a couple weeks off for Christmas. I don't really remember. And then we were, we graduated in June. Oh my Isn't God. Isn't that insane? <laughs> yeah. I mean, four years goes by fast. Yes. So I can't imagine yes. 10 months. And yeah, that's intense. So, I mean, I, I yeah, I wish I could have, you know, gone that route and like, had the opportunity to even do grad school, you know, I, I, yeah. So I definitely think you should, even, even if it's, I mean, you know, money is always like part of it, but yeah, of course, but like just for like your soul, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've been told, you know, especially when I was much younger, I was told by many people like, Oh my God, you're so lucky. You know exactly what you want to do. Yeah. You know what you want to go to school Mm -hmm. for. And that's, that's your thing. That's awesome that you found your thing so early. Yeah. And I mean, I committed to photography when I was, you know, a teenager. And Same, yeah. I still haven't, a day hasn't gone by where I think, ah, maybe I should do something else, or maybe mm-hmm. I should give up or whatever. It's like, no, this is this is my life that I chose. This is what I want. And I just want to further myself in, in that space. For those people, for those listeners who maybe can't go to, you know, art school, college, four-year mm-hmm. MFA, what have you, I would say my best uh, teacher was on-the-job experience. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, as much as I learned in my undergrad, and I, it was very valuable to me, the last seven years that I spent as a full-time photographer on the job, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Like, I learned so much. But before you get that kind of job, just go shoot. Yep. You know? Take the time to make all the mistakes. Not everything has to be perfect. Like, yep. you have to mess up to recognize it, to then go, oh, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And then you move on. You know what I mean? Like, experience is the best teacher, but like the pressure, the added pressure of like, oh my God, I have to deliver this. Like, there's no better teacher, yeah. honestly. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. True. Yeah. Man, I always say that with, because I've worked in the restaurant industry for, mm-hmm. I mean, for my entire adulthood life, basically. And it's always funny when we would get new hires and stuff and we'd just throw them in. Yeah. It's like, just throw <laughs> them in and yeah. watch them. Yep. You got to, you got to get float until yeah. you, you know until you can yeah. swim that's that's how you learn how to swim yeah and yeah. dude in like a week they're killing it it's like yeah. man the, that's the best way to learn because that whole stand and watching over someone's shoulder is just the, oh yeah it's the worst it's the yeah. worst. yeah because you're like i want to get my hands dirty uh-huh. like i want to uh-huh. know what this feels like and whatnot but i mean i do understand that you know maybe photography is more of a hobby for some people and mm-hmm. not necessarily a way they want to make their income and that's totally fine like if I wasn't as obsessed with photography as I am, I don't think <laughs> yeah. I could do it. Right. Because yeah. like there were days that I'll admit that I was burnt out. I was like, okay, I've been, I need to put my camera down. Like I got to go do something else. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, hobbies are good for. Right. The PC that I'm on right now, I built this thing so that I could do some gaming. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And, and and it's like, that's, that's how I spend my time sometimes away from photography. Um, but yeah, it's like, go. Go do something else for a little bit if you feel burnt out. It's mm-hmm. okay to step away. Right. But the biggest inspiration I had over uh, quarantine was photography documentaries. Like yeah. Documentaries on Me photographers. Too. Yeah. Like there's a ton of them on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. I know a bunch of people have Prime. So like just go to Amazon Prime, look up photography, and you'll be inundated with like many documentaries. And the cool thing is 
I watched a couple of them when I was in high school. So I was like 14, 15 years old watching these. And I was like, man, I, I, I couldn't relate to these older people. And yeah. like, I didn't understand what they were saying. And now I'm, I'm 31. I'm watching them and I'm like, yeah, I yeah. know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, you wake up and this is your thing and you have to do it. Uh-huh. And it's like, you can't fight it, you know? And there's, you know, there's other, there's other aspects of, you know, the practice that people talk about. I'm like, I can totally relate to that now. I get it. And so for me, yeah, like inspiration comes from many places, but learning from others and their experiences and you can relate. It's amazing. Um, Reading about photography. Mm -hmm. I I know it's like not the most exciting thing, but like if you go and you read a book, maybe your favorite photographer, you know, Mm -hmm. or um, essays just about the medium itself, just getting somebody else's perspective and then realizing how you relate to that is huge. That is huge. Yeah. Yeah. We don't all have the luxury of having a community that we can have you know, conversations with about the medium. And I get it. Like, even though we're all connected online, yeah, we're kind of islands, you know, a yeah, bit. Mm-hmm. We are. Unfortunately. Yep. But if you're not getting your inspiration that way, you can also get, like I said, get it from books, get it from documentaries. Like, go out and do stuff and see if you can connect with anybody to talk about some work, you know? Getting, getting an outside perspective is huge. I was just going to say, that's why I'm so adamant about doing this show mm-hmm. because... Even if our stories are completely different, there is mm-hmm. something relatable about every single guest we've ever had. It's yeah. like, oh, I had that moment. Oh, man, I can't believe how close our stories are, you know, and it's just it's it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely love that what you guys are doing is cataloging everybody's story, essentially. Oh, I know. We, yeah. we all get to listen to it. And it's like, I mean, I I've listened to you guys like so many times so hearing the intro earlier like i was like oh my god i'm geeking out right now I'm really here <laughs> this is crazy but like i mean i've gone on like photo you know day trips and stuff like that and it's like i'm in the car i'm listening or i'm commuting or i'm at work i've been in my office editing stuff listening to you guys like the conversations you know are super valuable and getting like i said outside perspectives on no. things and the motivation on why people do stuff and like how they got into it it's it's awesome. I absolutely love it. And I think that it's like so cool to share that because you don't normally, I mean, you don't really get that kind of insight through somebody's Instagram feed right. or maybe yeah. even their YouTube yeah. channel. Like it's kind of tough to get that kind of, um, you know, the personal stories across. Right. So it's it's nice that you guys are able to share that. Well, we love doing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking yeah. of YouTube, Raphael. Yes. How's, uh, what are the plans for your channel? I mean... I, okay, I love YouTube. I love consuming YouTube. Mm -hmm. I really do. I love making videos, but I don't like shooting them. Right. (laughs) I don't mind mind the editing part, but I don't like to shoot videos while I'm shooting photos. Yeah. I want to focus on making the best photos, right? And I know, Tim, you talk about this all the time. Like, it's it's hard and it's, it's so really hard. hard. You're totally right. Yeah. For the people that do it, oh, my God, you're amazing. Like, uh-huh. keep doing what you're doing. Props. Yeah. But I, I, I can't do it. I got to hand somebody the camera um, and, and do my thing. But, I mean, I, I'm... I'm constantly throwing out ideas. Uh, I'm in a group chat with uh, Chris Visser and Joan Michelle. Oh, yeah. And we're just like, yeah, we're like, hey, how about this? How about mm-hmm. that? And we're just throwing out. And I mean, 
there's a gold mine in there of ideas, but as <laughs> far as that. execution goes, it's kind of tough for me. The th- you need to get um, out on this group chat, by the way. Uh, yeah, we need, to start, we need to start a group chat. All the homies. Yeah, I mean, even if you wanted to collab on something, yeah. we're so close. I know. We can totally do we that. We should, definitely. I think, I think I just need to hang out with somebody who also does it, and it'll yeah. motivate yeah. me to do it again. Yeah. But um, no, I mean, I love YouTube, and like I said, like I have some knowledge that I can share, I'm happy to do it. I just need to get back into the thing. You also don't, you told me something last time about it that I thought was very interesting. You don't really advertise it. Like you, you, you just put your, <laughs> your video, I'm over here like, check out my latest video, boop, boop, boop on Twitter, face everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And you'll put stuff out and just let it, let yeah, it. Yeah. Super, super low key. I mean, so the thing about that was like, I, my thought behind it was I'm going to put out some videos see how people react to it, see if, you know, people are into it. But I wanted to grow my following kind of organically Mm. of like people stumbling upon a small channel and seeing if they like it enough to follow, which I think I have just over 500 subscribers. And I haven't posted a video in so long and they're so spaced apart that I'm like, okay, so there's an audience there. Yeah, that means you're good and people want you to do videos. (laughs) We want you to, yeah. And I think the added pressure of that now, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> I'm not rising to the challenge, but I should, I totally should. And I, and I want to get back into it now that, you know, it's summertime. Um, it's a more relaxed, uh, part of the school year for me, uh, as far as work goes. What if you did like online workshops, like through your channel? Uh, I thought about doing that when I was here, but I think I, I hit a, a moment of burnout mm. over quarantine and yeah, I was like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I came out of the other side of the tunnel a little less motivated to be outward yeah. and a little more motivated to be a little more selfish and work on my stuff. Mm. Oh, I like that. But Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, I, I think it was the motivation of, you know, wanting to apply to grad school and stuff. But I mean, I do want to give back a bit more to the community. And so that's why I think I should, you know, you're right, I should go back to the youtube thing no no pressure no pressure i was no, just, no, I no, was no, just no. wondering <laughs> i appreciate it like look i gotta get called out sometimes in order to do something so i totally appreciate getting i don't think i could be uh, more publicly called out than this but yeah we're gonna have to do something about that now um i did have plans to shoot a video with uh visser we were going to go on a night shoot and record it. We just need to schedule something. Yeah. So Ooh. that might be the next video. Great. Yeah. So you've been talking this whole time about doing photography as a job. What kind of stuff do you do? What 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 is your job exactly? What are you? Oh, yeah, yeah. So my job, okay, so my title, my official title is um, Institute Photographer slash uh, Photo Video Manager. So essentially, the school has operated for 50 years this year. And there's always been somebody on campus to document everything. We have a huge film archive of, you know, um, oh. black and white, color, slides, medium Dude, format. That's awesome. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> um, I got to dig around in that stuff. Uh, it's great. Ah. And then, and then we went digital, I think in 2001, I believe. And so my job is to document everything that happens, basically. Like, so uh, Cal Arts is a school comprised of um, an art school, a music school, a school of dance, school of theater, and uh, film and video. Wow. So we have like everything under the same roof. Wow. And there's a lot of collaboration going on. There's a lot of performances going on. And so I get to go and photograph these performances for our archive, as well as any events that happen and student work, classes, 
you know, wow. things like that. And so I manage an archive and I photograph things. And that's the main, that's like as simply as I could put it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, it gets a little more complicated that because I get requests from like press or, mm. you know, um, our communicate, I'm in the communications department. So my stuff is outward facing. So when we publish anything about what happened, it's probably my images out there right that's crazy so it's it's stuff like that yeah i mean i've ended up in like the la times variety and like stuff like it's it's wild i'm like oh my god that's my photo (laughs) that's so cool (laughs) yeah and so it's like it's very much like for the archive but also um for people to know what we do yeah essentially Mm -hmm. so is it just you or is there like a whole team of photographers so it used to be two of us and then it became just one, but we have a videographer now oh, that replaced the second cool. photographer, yeah. which is also a huge important component of this. So yeah, it's one photographer, one videographer, but we hire students to help us out with certain things. Most of the time, like, you know, cause they live on campus, mm-hmm. they get to be there for the weekend stuff or like night stuff. And yeah, um, they get to learn. They get ex- they get paid. Oh, that's and really they cool. They get experience, yeah, yeah which is great. awesome. Um, and the opportunity to be published as well, because I mean, it's all mixed up together. So it's Man. it's it's pretty awesome. What a sweet gig! That just yeah. sounds yeah. so awesome. I mean, the funny thing it was in my top five uh, dream jobs. Yeah. When I, I was I a student, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my predecessor was so cool. Um, Scott Roller, he taught me so much and trained me. And he was like, I didn't know he was leaving. Uh, and so he was done training <laughs> me. He goes, by the way, I'm leaving next month. Surprise. Like, oh. And so then I applied for the job and got it. Because wow. I was like, I'm already here and I'm trained, so I'm ready to go. Yeah. And yeah, and and it's one of those things where when I did my interview, they're like, you know, this is like a long-term commitment kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. like, I'm 24 years old and yeah. I'm just happy to have like a real adult yeah. job. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And seven years later and I'm still there. Oh, what that's an awesome. awesome job, man. What a great yeah, gig. Yeah. I mean, like the, the performance aspect... Uh, the most challenging thing to do is shoot dance mm. oh, I because bet. it's not yeah. just about timing and, and everything, but like the lighting is constantly changing and they're moving so fast and you kind of have to like learn about what looks good to them. Right. Yeah. Cause like yeah. if you get them mid action, it's not the same as when you get them full extension or mm-hmm. something like that. And so it's taught me a lot about that, that art form as well as like many others like theater and lighting and all that stuff. It, it's, it's getting an eye for these different mediums outside of, you know, my space. Dude, that's and, so, oh man. And I, I've learned so much. I, I'm telling you, it's that kind of like experience. That I, oh, I love it. Yeah. That's Dream awesome. job. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah, a, thank what a you. cool gig. Yeah. So it's, oh, man, I mean, that job has um, informed my work a lot mm. in the way I shoot outside. So for instance, like I learned how to shoot dance there. And mm. so, I've linked up with some of the students and alumni and shot outside. Oh, um, yeah. I didn't even yeah. think of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I mean, I get, to, I get to do this stuff for my personal work, yeah. too. So, it's like I get oh, to collaborate wow. with all these artists. It's, it's amazing. I was inspired by one of Eduardo's uh, videos where he shot the X-Pan mm-hmm. and he shot a dancer. Oh, yeah, I yeah. I was like, yeah. mm-hmm. oh, my yeah. God. And then, like, um, Omar Z. Robles yep. from New York. I don't know if you're familiar with him. I took one of his workshops actually and um that was super rad it's just like there's inspiration out there for this stuff Mm. 
and then I go and do it myself. Um, I think I shot the Mamiya C330 at the Getty with a couple dancers yeah. until we got kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, getting kicked out is like fine with me. I don't mind, but it's like, let me let me finish this role. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Come on, you guys are supposed to be about art. Come on. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, dude, I'm shooting film. Like, what do you think I'm going to do with this stuff? Whatever. But yeah, I mean, I, I'll, you know, I'll get out there and, and do this stuff. It's, it's great. It's such an amazing resource for me. It's been, it's like I said, it's informed my work and influenced me in ways that, I mean, I, I couldn't imagine. Like, for instance, like one of uh, Courtney's uh, classmates, uh, her name is Luxorn. She taught me how to color develop. Like, uh, I didn't know how to do C41. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so she was like, oh, I'll teach you. It's really easy. And I learned and it was like, oh my God, I started doing it at home, you know? So it's like, I think one of the biggest things for me is to keep an open mind and always be willing to learn Yeah, no matter who it comes from. Like, yeah, that's even huge. if they're a student and, you know, I'm faculty or whatever, it's like, no, you can learn from anybody. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Oh, like, yeah. Don't put yourself up here and, you know, whatever. Right. It's like you treat everybody as an equal regardless. Somebody's going to know something you don't, you know. So true. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like totally. e ego gets in the way of that sometimes, you know. Yeah. I mean, there was, okay, so there was a moment <laughs> when I first started out <laughs> that my ego was a bit, bit big. Yeah. Um, my head was kind of huge. I've. For instance, like, I've never been good at anything where the point where, like, people would tell me, like, hey, you're pretty good at this. So, mm. I got a bit of an ego and my my high school photo teacher at the time, she goes, hey, be humble. Nobody wants to work with an a-hole. Yeah. And I'm like, True. okay. And I took that to heart. And ever since then, it was like, okay, no matter how much I know, what yeah. I do, what I've accomplished, it's like, I'm still that guy. Like, yeah. I, be cool. Sometimes you got to get checked or check yourself, you know? Yeah. No, I check myself constantly <laughs> now because of that. Like, <laughs> yeah. it lives in my head yeah. rent-free, that quote. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, make sure you're being cool. Because, yeah, it's so true. Like, I've been around people, you know, on set or mm -hmm. whatever in, like, different, different jobs where it's like they are on their high horse and they're like, they know best. And I'm clearly seeing them make a mistake, but they won't own up to it because their egos in the way right you know mm. it's one of those things it's whatever i mean you we've all been be there i feel like, like that <laughs> yeah totally i mean it's like like you said you gotta get checked mm -hmm. or you check yourself <laughs> yep yeah you gotta check yourself regularly uh-huh so do you have anything on the horizons raf any any photo books any like gallery shows you want to put together so as far as putting stuff out i would love to make a book yeah but the thing is the tough thing for me is like to curate my own work is difficult because it's all over the place. Mm. I I kind of tend to not pigeonhole myself and kind of make the same stuff. Mm. I will just kind of shoot whatever. But I think I want to try to get a sense of who I am and my work in the last few years and put something together because I've heard many times over, hey, when are you putting something out? Do you sell prints? <laughs> yeah. Do you have a zine? You know, are you going to do a show? And I'm like, that all sounds lovely, but I uh, I don't know. I, 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 I think my biggest hurdle is not knowing how to put together my own work. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I'm too close. I get that. And I, yeah, and I think there's... There's, um, like, that's the reason I don't have a website and my girlfriend is going to hate me for this. Yeah, because I, I went to look. I was like, let me look at all this stuff. <laughs> I was like, 
Yes. Your Twitter links to your Instagram. Your Instagram links to your YouTube. Yep. I was like, what is he doing (laughs) over here? (laughs) I know. I know. I need a website. But again, it's so hard for me to curate my own work because it's it's everywhere. But um, yeah, I need to work on that. Now, putting that as well out there, I'm going to put together a website. All right. You heard it here (laughs) first, folks. He's committed now. (laughs) I'm I'm committing to so many things right now. I'm going to have to start a list. But yeah, I mean, I I would love to... um, you know, put together some kind of exhibition somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I was part of a couple of group exhibitions here in the San Fernando Valley. There was an art collective that would like, you know, host um, in different empty uh, stores, storefronts oh, cool. and stuff. And they would just rent it out for like a week or two and throw some work up and people would show up. It was awesome. I mean, there was in different locations around the valley too. And that was kind of a fun thing to be a part of, but um, doing it myself would be nice. It sounds yeah. like a really fun idea. Yeah. I mean, it definitely does. Again, once I get over that hurdle of how to wrap my head around my own work, mm-hmm. I'll put something out yeah, there. Yeah, I, I, I can relate to that. I feel like my stuff's everywhere. And right. I don't know if I could like make it a cohesive thing. I mean, yeah. if, if I had to, maybe I guess I probably could. I mean, I mean, there's there's definitely a thread there that you could probably relate to who mm. you are, you know? Same way as mine. I mean, I love shooting portraits. Mm-hmm. I love traveling and photographing different places. Like being out of my element, I love, you know, it like it makes me feel alive. It's amazing. But seeing travel photos next to portraits, yeah. next to maybe some of the performance stuff that I do, it's like, hold on, uh, I don't know how this all fits together. But right. Maybe some somehow it does. I just like I said, I think I'm too close and I don't see it. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. It is. I get it that. is. It is. Yeah. But here's the other thing. So um, as far as photography goes, for me, I'm, I think I'm playing the long game mm. where I don't, I don't see it as like um, something that I have to share right now. Because I think it just ages like wine over yeah. time. Things can, become more valuable, yeah. you know? Like, especially, you know, if you photograph, like, people who photograph their neighborhoods and their cities. I mean, even five to ten years, like, if you're in L.A., Five to ten years is a long time. Yeah. Things aren't going to look the right. same. You know, like somewhere in this stack of um, Peel Apart film, there's a photo of the parking lot that used to sit where the Broad Museum is. Oh, cool. That used to be a parking lot. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, I have a photo of my car that I took in this empty lot and it's the it's the Broad Museum now. Wow, you know what that's I mean? cool. So, like, that's like in like 15 years, you know, apart. Yeah. It's kind of crazy that's that, crazy. That, that happens. Yeah. So for me, it's about playing the long game and then seeing what value and what, you know, information the, the work speaks for in the future when these moments are long gone. Yeah. You know? That's cool. I like that. Yeah. So I think, I think that's probably my main reservation for why I'm not putting anything out now. And as far as, you know, I'm pretty low key online. I, I'd say like, I know I exist online, but I'm pretty <laughs> low key as far as like, like not advertising mm-hmm. or my, you know, my Twitter linking my IG and yeah. my IG linking my YouTube. It's <laughs> yeah. like, where did I end up just now, right? Like, I think I just want the right people to kind of find me, you know? Um, I, don't, I, I really like I don't, that idea. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that idea. I don't like to be too loud on the internet. I just kind of like, I'm here. I'm sharing some stuff. If you're into it, that's cool. If you're not, whatever. But like, I'm not trying to like force my work out on, on, you know, anybody or anything. For me, lately, I've been so into finding smaller YouTube channels. Mm -hmm. Cause like, 
I can relate as a small YouTube right. channel of like, yep. I know what it's like in the beginning. I appreciate the effort you're putting into it. You're doing amazing. Just keep going. Right. Yeah. And I love that. We just got asked, we did a little live um, on our Instagram the other night. Uh, mm-hmm. And somebody asked, like, is it if I wanted to start a YouTube, do you think it's too late in the game? And I was like, we were both like, no, no, no totally not. I mean, it's like we want more voices because mm-hmm. I know a big thing in the YouTube community is like we're hearing from the same mm-hmm. five, ten people, blah, blah, blah. And this has been a conversation in the last year that's gotten louder and I and I and I get it. So we do need more voices, I think, from, you know, more people from different places. There's a there's a phenomenon that's been happening. Happening here, like you know how you know uh, people used to move to LA because they wanted to pursue acting, and yeah. Hollywood is here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think now people are like, oh, I want to do YouTube, yep. and I want to be an influencer, so I'm moving to LA to be there because that's where they all are. Yeah. and everybody's stuff ends up looking the same. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And so for me, when I when I shoot anything i i'm like i don't want to go to the places where everybody goes i'd rather like because i'm born and raised in la so i'd rather actually try to shoot what i think is a real la right yeah and and represent it properly because i think like it, authenticity is a huge thing for me 100 percent. yeah so and i think that um that's the way to go but yeah i mean that's my reservation for youtube too is like i don't want to go to this place because somebody else has been here. right 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 <laughs> like that's it's, it's kind of a bummer you know but i mean you do you it's all good i'm yeah. not i'm not i'm not calling anybody else specifically <laughs> but like yeah it, it's it's one of those things where it's like um i'm fortunate to live in the in the san fernando valley because i i love this part of you know los angeles Me county too <laughs> and i think that i want to do more stuff around here yeah because this has been my home for a very long time and we get some amazing sunsets here like we get some really good light out here it's it's awesome yep it's good man yeah, and it's one of the like the few parts of Los Angeles that still kind of remains untouched from gentrification. Yep. Although it's kind of creeping up. It is. <laughs> but it it still feels the way it did when I moved out here like what, 20 years ago or something like that? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, like the same shops are still around mm-hmm. and like the, the strip malls and things like that like for the most part, yeah businesses are still around, restaurants that I remember. Yeah. So it it very much still feels like home to me and yeah, I want to do more work around here. I did do a shoot with um, one of um, a photo CalArts student, Vincent Hernandez, where I photographed him with his car. It was a Volvo that said Valley Tours on it. Ooh, cool. <laughs> so that was for a project he did. That was his um, mid-residency project at CalArts uh, for his BFA. And so I was like, yo, I got to photograph you, dude. Like, yeah. I, you know, we both love the Valley. We connect like in that way. And he had this car where he would give tours to people around the valley so cool yeah and it was amazing and like i was like and he dude he uh he has this like contact c2 that he kind of beat up it's like (laughs) it's 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 the most beat up one that i've seen but it still works and he shot he shot photos around um the valley i'm pretty sure on ektar and he made postcards out of them so he had license plate covers he had postcards he would actually drive around and give tours. Like, it was a whole thing. And this was for, like, a school project, mind yeah. you, so right? Cool. And so I was like, yo, man, I got I to gotta document this. So I photographed him, and um, those are some of my favorite photos. I shot those on the uh, Pentax 67 and the Contax G1 mm. when I still had it. Uh, that camera now belongs to Courtney. Yep. <laughs> which I'm so happy for her because, like, it was one of her dream cameras. Yeah, she was stoked. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes, wait, 
does that have a Carl Zeiss lens? I'm like, yeah. She goes, I I want it. I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's yours. Go for it. And she's been killing it with it, so I'm, I'm happy for her. But yeah, back when I still had it, I shot these photos and oh my God, like it's it's one of those things where like I went through a, um, a period in quarantine where I didn't pick up a camera. Hmm. And then when I did, I was like ready to go. Yeah. You know? Like that that camera for me was represents like six or seven months of quarantine where I just shot every day. Mm. Um, up until the day I got this M6 and now this is my main Yeah. My main everyday carry. Oh my god. It's a nice it's a nice M6. I got yeah. to hold it. <laughs> yeah, it's the cleanest one I've ever seen in my life. And I was just like, I gotta have it. <laughs> um I think so far, so I said Earlier, I got it January 4th of this year. Mm-hmm. I know I've gone through two bricks of HP5, wow. a brick of Color Plus, a bunch of, you know, other random rolls. I, I'm pretty sure I've shot over 50 rolls by now. Oh, Maybe yeah. like 50, 60. That's what happened Easy. to me too. <laughs> <laughs> I've never in my life shot this much uh-huh. in this time span. Like, it's insane. Um, I'm running out of sleeves. Like I, I just went to freestyle to get more sleeves. Yeah. Like, oh my god, I ran out of space in this binder. I need another pack of hundred. Like oh, it's man. crazy. That's so good. That's a great feeling too. That's such a good oh, yeah. feeling when you just are like you're hungry for it, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, um, like Chris mentioned earlier, like I shot her wedding with this M6 and another wedding before that, like I think a week or two before yours, mm-hmm. I had shot another one and I've never shot a roll through that camera so fast. It's uh, wild. Like, I'm just cranking them out. It's the best. It, it's a, it's the best feeling. And I'm like, oh, I don't have to take my time that much. I can just, like, pop them off if I yep, want to. Yep. Uh, it's pretty great. Awesome. We'll be right back with a listener question for Raphael right after this message from our sponsor. Support for Analog Talk comes from Polaroid. Use the promo code ANALOGTALK10 on your first purchase on film at Polaroid.com. Just wanted to hop in quick and let you guys know about our Patreon-only Develop and Hang Nights. Now, we've done a handful already. They're a ton of fun. We develop some film. We hang out. We talk shop. We joke around. We usually have a former guest on. It's just a lot of fun. It is a Patreon-only exclusive. Again, Patreon is the best way to help support the show. So head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. Thanks, guys. All right, guys, this is a part of the show where we break off and take a question from one of our listeners. We're actually going to take two. But the first question comes from Big Ben, you know, in an instant. He said, oh, my God, exclamation point. He started it off like that. He's excited. Okay, he said, do you find that interest in gear too often supersides the actual craft of photography? That's a really good question. Hi, Ben. Love you, brother. <laughs> Love Ben. Um, I know. He's, yeah. the, he's the sweet. He's, he's in Hawaii right now, like living uh, the dream. He just got engaged, too. Congratulations, Congratulations, my dude. Ben. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. Um, as far as my own practice, I did put an emphasis on gear for years up until maybe the last five years or so. When I got back into analog photography, mm. the the best freedom that it afforded me was I don't have to constantly look at the rumor websites and blogs right? about oh. what camera's coming out and what I want to sell to buy that and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, I got my rider dies now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm set, right? Yeah. As far as um, in the community as a whole, there is a huge, I know there's a huge uh, emphasis put on the gear because I think it's 
the easiest uh, entry point into photography in the community is like, mm, hey, okay. I have this camera and you can relate to somebody over that camera or you can talk about your experience with it or the specs or whatever and how you shoot it, what lenses you shoot. Like, I know that's an entryway, right? But I think that we get so caught up with the gear that, yeah, we should be putting more of an emphasis on, you know, the why, why we shoot things and stuff like that. Like that needs to be more of a conversation. But I mean, I think not to, not to, you know, put blame on, on anything specifically, but you know, uh, YouTube videos get a lot of clicks when it says, Context T2 mm, or yeah. like I am six, you know, like even in my own videos, when I put what camera I use, which is mostly the Pentax, like those, those got like, they got views like in the thousands compared to my last video where I kind of try to do something different and not put an emphasis on a camera. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, I know that's part of the thing. And then even on, even on Instagram, like, you know, mirror selfies where you see the camera, which I am also guilty yeah. of. Uh, <laughs> we yeah, all are. We like that stuff. We love uh -huh. to see it. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, there's, I think, I think that there should be um, space created for other work that isn't necessarily gear driven for sure. Yeah. Ma'am. I mean, it's like the struggle. I, I love it all. You know, but I, oh, yeah. but I, oh, I, th yeah. I think like taking the time just with like one camera being like, this is what you're going to do this project on. So don't worry about mm -hmm. everything else you have on the shelf, you know? Yeah. Like slowing yeah, totally. yourself down. Get your, you know, you can have your stars in your eyes for, for <laughs> the cameras, but like make sure that you're also, you know, really focusing on the work you're making too. I think people sometimes yeah, lose totally. sight. I mean, the last couple of years have been, you know, um, I've been picking up cameras, selling them letting them go, trading them, what have you. And it's fun, but I realize it's like, I'm not making any like actual work. Mm -hmm. I'm just messing around with these things and, yep. you know, having fun. But like, I want to actually document my life or right. go out and make some like, you know, awesome portraits and stuff. So now it's like, I don't have to think about the gear. It's liberating. Yeah. That's it is. cool. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. Good answer. Good, Good answer. answer. And great Thank question. You. Thanks, Ben. So our second question comes from our friend, Mr. Vistifer. He asks, why 2071 photo? And I'm very curious too. So I'm excited same, to hear yeah. this Same, same, same. <laughs> so I mentioned a little bit earlier how I had a little bit of an ego trip when I was younger. Ah. <laughs> um, and when I was in high school, what I used to do was I used to submit a photo under my name and I would submit another photo under 2071, and nobody knew who it was. Mm. And I would get a totally different critique on it, oh. right? Whoa. And so, Whoa. and so I stopped using my name because I was like, well, I don't want somebody to associate the work with the name and, and be biased right. based on that, right? So I kind of just kept it since then, honestly. And 2071 comes from my all-time favorite anime, Cowboy Bebop. Uh -huh. It's the year it takes place. Yeah. Cool. I didn't even yeah. think of that. Oh, man. Yeah. I love I that. I mean, like, when people catch it, I'm like, yes, I <laughs> appreciate you. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm so... I'm such a diehard fan of that. Like, I have it uh, tattooed here. That's uh, cool. you Space Cowboy at every uh -huh. at the end of every episode. I got it on my arm. Love that. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things. It's like near and dear to my heart, and I carry it with me through my work. Cool. Yeah. I, now so I know. Cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Totally. Great, great question, Chris. Great answer. Man, now it's now it's the desert island uh... camera time. Man, that's funny because we just talked about all these cameras and stuff. <laughs> all right. So, so you, I mean, I'm sure you know the question. It's uh, one camera 
rest of your life. What is it? Why? Um, yeah, I, I know this has been a camera that's been chosen before, but I would argue it's for a good reason. <laughs> the Pentax 67, oh, hands down. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Um, I thought you were going to yeah, say the M6. I know, I know. You would think, right? <laughs> but the thing about the Pentax is 10 shots. Yeah. You make them count. Right. I I like to think that I get 80% of my shots in every roll. And, yeah. and I, it's been pretty yeah. consistent, 80%, right? Because sometimes you accidentally trip the shutter or mm-hmm. something. Whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, no, it's just that like using it, it feels amazing like it's just a massive slr with a brilliant you know uh negative that you get yep and the details insane uh the bokeh is crazy yeah yeah um, yeah i mean that that like that's that shutter slap like how, it, how can I, you beat that oh yeah that's all i'm thinking about right now <laughs> it's is that like chunk oh, yeah yep. yeah it, it gives me such a high when i use it that i'm like why do i shoot anything else i'm like uh-huh. oh wait 120 films expensive uh it'll add up but yeah i mean that that would be my pick um hands down a great choice That's such a good answer just because i know that you have been shooting that camera for so long that mm-hmm. again comes down to that you know you stick with one mm-hmm. and you really get to know that camera and how it works for you and i mean that's just valuable very valuable yeah i actually used to borrow it from cal arts when i was a student there so i started shooting it even years before oh, i owned my own love it and when i found mine on craigslist i was like oh, I'm going to go check this out. It was a wedding photographer's second backup body in a case kitted out with three lenses and the macro uh, uh, extension tubes and every, um, what is it, Uh, lens hood in the leather case with the original manuals. What a set. Like the um, the strap lugs. Damn. Like mm-hmm. it had everything um, minus like the wood grip that I bought for myself um, and maybe a few other odds and ends. But it was like a, a full kit. Uh, this was, I want to say this was 2019 that I bought it, if not late 2018. I spent $1,000 for it. Wow. For the wow. entire kit. Which at the time I thought, oh, this is kind of a lot. But in <laughs> retrospect, I'm like, yo, Dude. film oh cameras have gone God. up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because now you can get like just the 90 millimeter or the, what is it? The 105 2.4 with the body for like more than $1,000. Yeah. I was just going to say, I sold mine. My I had the 6.7, not the 6x7 mm-hmm. and a 90 millimeter lens and it was a thousand bucks. I mean, that's what yeah. I sold that for. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard of other people getting like crazy deals on them, which I'm like, yo, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> you, killed it. Yeah, you killed it with that. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. I feel like I looked out. Dude, solid, solid answer. Yep. And then the part two of this question is the white whale. I'm kind of interested on this. Is there anything out there that you just never had a chance to get your hands on that you you need to have? So... It's not something that I haven't had my hands on because I've mm. had my paws all over this camera I, yeah. before. <laughs> it's just something that hasn't, I, I have unfortunately never been able to buy it. But the Fuji GF670, oh, yeah. if you're familiar, mm-hmm. like that thing is so small. Like people say, oh, the Mamiya 7, this and that. And I'm like, that's cool. Like if you, you know, but like this thing is smaller than that. Right. Wow. And it shoots 6.6. Yeah. 
Yeah. You get two formats in right. one camera. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Um, and they were produced up until I think like 2011, 2010. So they're relatively new as far as like, you know, camera age and stuff. And the price matches that because <laughs> they're yeah. they're up there. Yeah, they went um, crazy. Yeah, I know. They're like in like the 3K range right uh-huh. now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And up, yeah, north of that. <sighs> Yeah, that would that would definitely be it because I I've gotten to use it and it was just so lovely. Like I I can only imagine having that and just being able to go anywhere with yeah. it. Yeah, not wow. you know what I mean. Like it's like non intrusive at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, dude, such a cool camera. Good answer, man. Yeah, good answer. Yeah, thanks. Well, Raphael, this has been such a pleasure. Um, again, thank you to you and and Chris for uh, coming to bat for me. <laughs> For the shooting my wedding. I I don't know what I would have done if you guys weren't available. So I just yeah, want to say that one no, more time. Totally. I mean, when I got the text, I was like, wait, what is going on on Sunday? I have no idea. Because you didn't say anything about a wedding. You're just like, are you guys free? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I think so. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I was like having, uh, like, I was like panicking. And I was like, I don't want to ask them. I feel terrible. It's so short notice. And then I was starting to think, like, if I don't ask them, I'm going to be upset. You know? Yeah. Like, if, I, if yeah. it wasn't you guys, I would have been upset. So, thank you. Listen, I yeah, I mean, <laughs> the timing was perfect. I know it was short notice and everything, but, like, we were safe to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. that was, like, yeah. that was at the point where I was, like, oh, yeah, I can go do these things now. It's totally cool. I'm yeah. happy to be there. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, and it was lovely, by the way. Thank you. Aww. Yeah, it, was, it, it really was. Like, I, oh, my God, I was so excited to get those photos to you that I think I got them to you the next day. You got them to, like, <laughs> I, I, got the, I got the email the next day, but they were there. You, you, like, got them to me, like, at midnight, and I, like, couldn't believe. Oh, the digitals I did, yeah. yeah but the film, the film ones, which I knew you were most excited about, I got them the next day. I was like, this is the um, fastest turnaround I've ever heard. Yeah, that's... So you guys that's, killed that's, it. <laughs> yeah, that's part of my thing is like, I've always just had like a really quick turnaround time. It's so good. It's a good thing I don't to have. Tell, yeah. I don't yeah. advertise it. You don't. I was I shocked. But I do it. And that's how I get return clients. That's true. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, so totally. true. Awesome. Well, th- thank you again for joining us. We had a blast uh, getting to know you and hearing your backstory and sharing all your uh, amazing things with uh, everybody. Where can everybody check you out? Website coming soon, we know, but... Website coming <laughs> soon. Currently, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at 2071photo. Awesome. Yeah, I keep it simple. Keep it simple. <laughs> Timothy, where are you? Guys, head over to Instagram. It's at Timothy Makeups. I also have a bunch of older YouTube videos as well. The uh, easiest way to find those is just go to the search bar, type in Timothy Makeups. You'll find a bunch of my stuff there. Chris, where are you? So I am Chris B. Photo on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We are Analog Talk Pod on Twitter and Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram. And we have a Facebook page and a group you can hang out in on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Thank you, Rob. That's it. Thank you. It's been an honor. Oh, you. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right. First off, Chris and I want to thank Raphael for coming on the show. This was great. This was just such a good time. Such a great friend of the show. Such a good guy. We love everything you're doing. And it was it was finally great to to get your backstory. I There's so many things I didn't know. Like what? Uh, ugh, man. Awesome. Just awesome. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Guys, that's going to take us to Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. Like I said at the beginning, for only a buck, you can get the show two days early. So that's on a Monday. It's Monday morning. We also have our Develop and Hang Nights. Those are the third Sunday of the month. 
We're also doing Patreon, you know, exclusive content just for you guys. Chris and I are also posting solo shows over there. Just a bunch of fun stuff. And like I always say, Patreon is the best way to help support the show. Chris and I also wanted to thank everyone who ordered a t-shirt from our pre-order sale. Like, oh man, you guys just blow us away all the time. Again, so if Patreon's something that you're interested in, head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. That's going to be it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We appreciate each and every single one of you. And until next week, we'll see you soon. Keep shooting, guys. Later.